us with the whippets. Oh yeah. Hey, it's six o'clock. Hi. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. It's the happy hour, the happiest of two hours of time spent here at mutinyradio.fm. I love it. Tonight, we're going to have outdoor comedy again. We are not gathering. It's only five comedians, including myself. So not a gathering, less than six. And we are all inside, and they are blocked off from us on the street, and we have no chairs. We are not asking people to gather. We're saying, hey, if you live in the neighborhood, stick your head out the window, and we're going to make you laugh. I'm going to play some music until then. I have the Beastie Boys on Love Them. And we're going to be back at 7 o'clock with comedy. And actually, we're also going to do a Zoom here starting out with Elizabeth Stanton out of British Columbia, Vancouver. So stay tuned here, Mutiny Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for everybody. Thank you for funding our GoFundMe. We actually made our goal. That's never happened to me before that I made a goal like that, a GoFundMe goal. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you can always donate with donate buttons on our website, mutinyradio.fm. Thanks for listening. All right. Coming up next, a cool Zoom thing. Who knows what's going to happen here? Mutinyradio.fm. <laughs> I am joined by Elizabeth Stanton out of British Columbia. How you doing? I'm good. You? Good. How was today's COVID? Um, was it a, was it a good day? Was it a rough day? Uh, I, well, I mean, I'm not I'm not working today. I could have if I wanted. It, it's gotten to the point where it's like I'm taking a day off, thinking, hey, at least like maybe I maybe I'll get a date or something. Maybe I'll get no, no. No dates. You're looking for dates. I, you need. You're, you're looking for that. You're looking for that man candy. By the way, Pam. Oh my God, you look great. Oh, thanks. I um, <clears throat> I look like I'm going on some kind of like. I look like a. I look like I'm in stepmom porn today. Actually, I think. I look like um, 
you know, and that's a new joke I wrote, which is, uh, are women in porn real stepmoms or just really good actresses? I don't know. I haven't seen any, but they're they're just actresses. They're just actresses. They're not actually stepmoms. Here, wait, here, I'll show you my trick. Look at this. Holy shit, Pat. Right? I know. I was, you guys couldn't see that on the Zoom. I, I have a cheerleading trick I can do. I stick my leg in the air, and that makes me uh, know that I'm still young, as long as I can no, do that. No, I do the same thing. I do that in my act. Oh, yeah. I don't. Do, I try not to do it on stage, because I could fall over, and that would be embarrassing and silly. T- this week's been crazy for me. I, I wrote a bunch of new jokes. I'm excited to try them out tonight. Um, and I, I did a bunch of crazy writing this week. I also had... Oh my God, I had a, a psychological breakthrough today. Like, it was crazy. I had just, uh, all of my, like, past and world just went like, oh, that's why you make those, that's why you act that way. That's why you make those decisions because of that. It happened. I was like, whoa. I had a real come to Jesus talk with, today with myself. So that was fun. I, um, I've been binge watching that show Waco. So I finished the whole oh, series in a day. Oh, I have not. <clears throat> Uh, I, I don't, I, I'm trying not to use Netflix because it's, um, it's my ex-boyfriend's password and I don't want to be a dick. So I've been watching a lot of YouTube and the secret of Nim is on YouTube for free right now. Have you seen the secret of Nim? Do you no. know, you, do you have, did you ever read the book as a kid? Miss Fris- Mrs. Frisbee and the no, secret of, no. oh my God. Okay. Well, it's an amazing 1982 a cartoon by Don Bluth based off the 1972 book that's amazing. Anyways, Rats of Nim, check it out. It'll rats, blow your mind. Oh, the Rats of Nim. The Rats oh, of Nim. That's a movie. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. It's a movie, a Disney movie. N- well, it, the original one is uh, Don Bluth, so it's not Disney. It's Disney's competitor. Oh. Yeah, because Don Bluth used to be with Disney, and he did like Fox and the Hound. And um, Robin Hood and shit like that. And then he broke away from Disney and started doing his own thing. So he did um, Rats of Nim. And then he did um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. And, uh, you know, anyways, I'm sorry. They played that when I was in elementary school. I can't remember it at all. But I know that they played the Rats of Nim, the movie. Yeah, I know that they played it. I'm a I'm a I'm a door. I'm an animation dork. I like I even like Japanese anime. I'm weird. I'm a I'm a deep, deep dork. Um, I don't like Japanese anime. I mean, I'm not an incel, but... <laughs> Why is anime an incel thing? Just because there's, like, really, like, objectified boobs on everybody. Uh, it's And cute, cute I butts. I don't know. I just don't know. It's poorly drawn cartoon. I don't mean to be, like, poorly drawn. Like, it's better than a lot of people can do. I hate, I hate, I can't watch Rick and Morty. <gasps> I'm bothered by you the don't love Rick and Morty? I won't, I won't, I won't watch Bob's Burgers. I don't watch I Bob's respect- Burgers, but... Well drawn. I respected. I used to watch. Um, what was it called? Uh, Scooby Doo. I used to respect that. I could see it was drawn. I uh, hate. Fair enough. But don't miss out on Rick and Morty because the the cosmic existentialism practiced by Rick Sanchez, the smartest man in the universe, is. Uh, it is. A, it's just such. I love that show so much. It is so smart. It's just like the smartest show. It's one of the smartest shows on TV. That one in Westworld are like. And they sort of deal with the same issues of like realities, alternate realities, what realities are real, AI, like all that kind of stuff. Oh, this is gonna sound sad. I haven't seen either. Ah! I'm I'm um 
I don't watch a lot of TV, but the stuff I watch, I get deeply philosophical about. Because I'm a dork. So. No, 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 no. I used to, I mean, I, but I used to like watch like, you know, King of the Hill and like, you know. Sure. Bobby. Family Guy. Family Guy was great too. Yeah. Anyway, I love, I love. It used to be. Is it, it, is it, it terrible? It was well written. Somebody's some. It's crazy I, um, when people call I mean, me and it's like I'm on air. I'm on air. You can't go. How do you not know every Friday, from six to eight for like five years, and you call me during this time? Come on. Anyway, like I expect people I mean, to know right. my schedule. Uh, Pam, are you are you are you as frustrated as if you'd watched every every episode of Waco all on binge at one time? That's how frustrated I am. Oh, right are you? I am. I, I gotta say, um, I have my set that I'm doing tonight has a whole, a whole section about masturbation, and I actually was masturbating so much this week that I sort of hurt myself. Like I, <laughs> I think I bruised. I think I bruised my clitoris. I think that I, I think I did something to myself this week. Uh, it was not healthy. So. Wait, I, wait, wait. Valid question. You know what guys talk about the dicks on stuff? I'm curious. Do you use a vibrator? No. Sometimes. Oh, okay. Well, you won't get as badly hurt then as I would. Oh, yeah. Some sometimes I do, but um, not really. I mean, I have one, but I just it's not. Um, it's fine. It's just it's not always charged up. So if I'm gonna use it, like I have to plug it into the wall to charge it up, and then use it. And so by the time, by the time it's all charged up, I'm, I've already gotten the deed done, or I, I'm not interested anymore. Oh, Pam, you're better at achieving things than I am. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so basic. Well, it's, it's a funny thing. So I, I might as well tell the, the thing. It's funny because the, the speakers are out on the street, and I'm gonna talk about masturbation for a second. I, I remember, yes, I, <laughs> I started masturbating when I was four, and I remember it specifically because, I remember doing it, but I remember being in kindergarten, and I had a friend named Valerie Duda, and I have this vivid memory of us laying on my bed together and I remember what the wallpaper looked like too it was it was uh had these yellow it was green it had these yellow flowers on it everywhere and the, the bedspread matched too but I was teaching her how to like be on her hands and you know rub rub one out or rub one in as one would say and I remember her looking at me and she said I don't get it and I was like okay I guess you don't get it. but it's because I and so I'm a four-year-old trying to to four or five trying to teach my friend how to masturbate and I remember this and it's like that's weird isn't because it? I thought children don't even children aren't supposed to have those feelings oh well not feelings it's just like I mean I I babysat small boys if you put an 18 month old boy in water he will play with his dick that's just a thing babies do the babies get little hard dicks sometimes and it's you know I touch baby dicks for money it's because I'm a nanny gotta get in <laughs> I mean no one's circumcising their Wait, kids so well, no, it's not. It's I'm a nanny. You got to take care of that. You got to love the children like your own. Come on. Shoot. I'm digging myself a deeper hole. But uh, as a child, I do remember like I remember um, masturbating at a very young age, clitorally, not like putting anything inside myself, even even to the point where like I never I don't even like to use tampons. I don't like to stick things inside me. I, uh, it feels weird. It's like, whoa, what's going on? Tampons? I, don't, I, I, I mean, I'm a bigger fan of tampons. I remember. OK most embarrassing story I have from when, when I was like 12 I was 12 I remember I told my mom I was so embarrassed because she never talked about sex or anything I remember I, I got my period and I was just like mom I think I got my period and she just stared at me 
for like two minutes and went, oh, my baby gonna have babies. Oh, Lord. And I was horrified. And then she gave me pads, old ladies, maxi pads. Oh, that's that was and my I, game. I, that's oh. Oh, it was a horrifying 12-year-old experience. I'm so I, – I, I didn't figure out tampons until I was, like, 13. Oh, I've never – I never got into those. Uh, I, one of the most mortifying things I ever did, and I didn't even think it was mortifying, but my mother definitely know that it was not okay. I was probably 14 or whatever, and my brother's room was right across the hall from me, and, and we weren't, like, a door-closing kind of family, and we weren't really, like, a – Nudity wasn't necessarily a problem either. Everyone, we were sort of open about it. But I was changing my pad in my room, and the door was open. And I guess my brother saw, my mom saw. And she was like, "Don't ever let anybody see you doing that. That's disgusting and horrible." And I was like, "Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Okay. This is a see. Okay. Oh, all right." Your mother was a prude. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm a, I'm a huge prude. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. I'm, I'm, I'm so embarrassingly prudish. It's um. No, no. Your I'm mother. No, your mother cared. Do what? Where what? Your mother cared. Oh, absolutely, she cared about all kinds of weird stuff. Really? <laughs> That's so, I I just imagine you coming from such hippieish parents. Oh no 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 no! I come from an incredibly stringent religious background. Yeah, a very raised really? super Jesus. Absolutely, my and my my family is still um very religious, and um I'm I am not anymore. But I was very I was I definitely drank the Jesus Kool Aid. I. Uh, talked to 30 I just it was so funny when I was little I wanted to have an invisible cat as like an invisible friend and my parents were like no that's weird you can't do that but then they said oh yeah you know just talk to a 33 year old man all the time he can hold your hand while you're you know you're telling him all your secrets he sits on your bedside and strokes your <laughs> hair you know and and then people wonder why I have a beard fetish it's like um hello you taught me to love Jesus from a very young age so it's so fucking pedophilic, isn't it? Like the whole idea, like, like, hey, children, like, you know, like you every you're loved by like this strange, skinny, older, bearded yeah. man who's uh -huh. like that perfect age. Jesus loves all little children. Yeah, all the little children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Yeah. Definitely. And Jesus loves me. Yes, I know because the pedophile told me so. Right. Well, because this, because this book, because because he, he wrote a book. Hey, I've oh, I've written a couple books. Believe me, young boys. Believe me. That's. Uh, I'll, Pam, I'll you'd write be a much book. better for, for leading young boys. I, I, I'm I down. wrote a joke. I wrote a joke a couple minutes ago. Actually, I, I put it on my um my stories on Instagram. Um. I, uh, I was like, I was walking around after I'd seen Waco and I was thinking about it. I was like, man, it's so unfair. This cult leader, he wasn't even cute or anything. And I was like, you know what? This whole time has been so difficult for me that I've really taken my lead in letting religion guide me. Uh -huh. I, I just want, I want to be like a priest so badly. See, likewise, I want to have large congregations of devoted followers. Amen. Like, go off in front of and spout insane ramblings. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's so it's so much easier for them because they have a large joke book to go off. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They have their own, they have their own special texts that God told them. And I, hey, I'd love it if people would follow me. I don't know. I'd that'd be great. I'd be give me all their money. Sweet. I'd love it. I know. It's yeah. so much easier. Imagine being a, a a priest at like one of those like Southern Baptist church. Every single punchline can just be, God damn it. Yeah. You know? oh, wow. 
the GDs, yeah. They're uh, oh, we got a we got a ding. Um, I had a I had a strange religious tangent and I can't remember. It's okay. Never mind. Something about me being a cult leader. Uh yeah. You already kind yeah. of are a cult leader. Oh, thanks. Oh no, I know what it was. It's that I can never so I, I wanted years ago I wanted to be a college professor, but I realized I can't be a college professor because I would have sex with all of my students. <laughs> I would it would be I wouldn't <laughs> be able to do it. It'd be a huge problem. It'd be a problem for the university. We it's like just let nip that in the bud right now. Let's not be uh <laughs> in charge of anyone's any adult's education because I I tend to wonder about that. Wouldn't you do that though? Like even if I, I'll be honest, if I was put in a place where I was like, people looked up to me and I didn't feel like I had to force it and guys were just coming up to me and flirting with me being like, Hey, would you give me a better grade? Yes, I would. Yes. But, yeah. That I'd had that. It, it would get a, it would get a little dicey. I'd have to wait until after the semester, which I guess isn't that, that terrible. Uh, but so I, I, ne I didn't, I didn't become a, uh, yeah. What's it called? A college professor. Oh, well, that's fine. I'm here. Mutiny Radio. Leading young boys. Would I don't know if they're coming tonight. I hope they are. I hope so, too. I'm like, I can't hold them. The boys won't even talk to me anymore. Me, I, me either, I, sweet I, baby. <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen any of them all week. I haven't seen I haven't seen Sam or Nate since last Saturday morning. But uh, they still see you. They won't even true. talk to me online. I'm like, oh, my God, I. I'm like, I don't know what's happened to me. I've gone from a few months back having guys buying me drinks, following me around, and now I can't get dates with ugly guys. <laughs> I can't. Well, you can't. It's COVID. No one's allowed to date. No one can do anything. You can't even go anywhere. Fuck that shit. I will, I will go out and fuck a guy. He just needs to be like, I'm eating quarantine, and I don't have a disease, and I'm decent. That's, that's you are, you're more than decent, Liz. Don't sell yourself short there, Lizzie Stan. You're, you're an amazingly good-looking woman. And you keep going like, and I'm chubby. You're not at all. You look great. You're amazing. You've got a great bod. Oh, you're great. I'm telling everybody yes, on I, 21st I, Street, if you want to get married to a, to a Canadian when this COVID crisis is over, you can Zoom her. <laughs> Lizzie Stanton. Check her out on Instagram at Elizabeth Stanton. Not, it's not Lizzie. I'm calling you Lizzie, and I hope that doesn't offend you. Oh, no, no, no. My, my Insta, my Insta. And my TikTok is Lizzie A. Stanton, though. Oh, okay, Lizzie A. Stanton on the TikToks. Have you made up a TikTok dance yet? I don't fucking do that shit. <laughs> I, just do funny, I do funny videos. They're well-timed. Like, I did one that was, like, Mission Impossible, and I posted all my parody songs and stuff on there. Let's so go. I've been doing a lot of that stuff. Yeah, before this all happened, I did a song about m -m -m my corona, and then someone actually did a video. And it got all viral yep. and stuff. And I was like, oh, I did that joke before they did. But I didn't. And then people say, everyone you took filming. You took filming. I don't film anything. Parallel thinking, though. Everyone oh, thought of the exact same thing. Of course they did. It's absolutely parallel thinking. No, 100%. I'm really excited for my set, though, tonight because I, I actually prepared. Like, I I don't. I, I ate. I ate such a dick last week because I wasn't prepared at all. And I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, like I just do comedy all the time. I haven't done it in 45 days, but I'm just going to get up and do. And it was really hard. So yesterday and today I, I actually spent time like creating a set and memorizing a set list. And I even wrote it all out like and I haven't hand I haven't handwritten the entire set of every word out since like my first or second year of comedy. So to go back to it now, it's like, oh, this really is helpful, actually. Because usually I just write the lists of like, it's this joke, this joke, this joke, this joke, and then I memorize the list. But I just went through and wrote down all the language, even for the really old jokes that I've been doing for nine years or whatever. I, it, it's still oh, writing, wow. writing out the language. It helps. 
So yeah, I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. I um a lot of my jokes are newer though, which is problematic because I haven't got them memorized. Sure. They haven't been banked yet. Right. I can't I can't perform anywhere. You know what I was upset I about today? What? I uh so I had this friend, Charles, who I used to talk to all the time who's a musician, and then he like completely ghosted me after like fucking friend were benefiting me Ooh. for like ages he ghosted me over a month ago and then out of the blue like the other night he messaged no, two nights ago he messaged me and he was like oh i'm sorry i miss your smile we should hang out oh like let's just be friends or whatever and then i was like okay well like hit me up on friday and then he didn't contact me so i just sent him like frowny face and then he goes like oh i thought you were gonna wait for me to contact you i was like well i need to know if i'm supposed to come over tonight because i'm supposed to be doing mics and stuff online and he's like oh i can't make plans that far ahead i was like okay have a nice life then fuck off yeah exactly I, well that's the thing i've I'm been like, realizing i've been learning this has been an interesting lesson for me in these COVID times because people that want to spend time with me spend time with me and i've learned that that it it people do what they want to do and if i'm and if i'm people aren't spending time with me that's purposeful so i'm i'm like okay all right i get it um no it's it's totally true these it's i i'm like fair weather friends but i'm like hold on you're gonna sit there and act like you missed me but you didn't really miss me because you literally can't we he's been sitting at home doing nothing quarantined right. i can't make plans can't make that plans. far ahead to be like hey want to come over tomorrow that right that statement was too much wow well, I guess we're just supposed to all be so flexible during these times and just be at the whims of whoever. I don't know. Hey, I'm at the yeah, whims I of myself like at this point. I'm di I'm digging my whims. Like I've been, I'm. It's been, it's been great. I don't know. I've I've written so many jokes. Today I went grocery shopping. I got so much food. I had the best conversation with the guy who was checking me out. It was like, not like checking me out, but like boop boop boop, like checking me out. But with the with the I, new hair, everyone's been checking me out. Like literally, I, knew it. I told you. Oh my God, it's crazy. Not not anybody I know, just people on the street. Like I have a bunch of new jokes. I I was a San Francisco six. Now I'm a COVID ten. I'm I'm like I, getting a lot of attention. I'm so proud of you, Pam. I'm oh, so I proud. Know. I'm like, I've turned in my feminist card. I've negated every principle I have about buying into the system. But it is it. You know, everybody likes cake, but everyone likes a cupcake but they like it better with frosting so it's a little bit of fucking frosting right it's not it's no big deal it's a little sugar it's a little butter what's the problem oh Pam no the only problem with this is like now you're never gonna marry me you'll be like I'm out of her league oh stop it no I'm not I am an old I am an old wrinkly lady uh this is all <laughs> it's all just frosting I told my, my my good buddy who's been trying to get me to put myself together for years I was writing back and forth to her and uh, I said, hey, I'm because she's a dermatologist. I was like, I'm almost ready for Botox. And she laughed Ugh. because I would I mean, I've always been this person that's like, why can't we just age gracefully? Why can't we just be ourselves? And, you know, because the world isn't like that, because it isn't a utopian society where people don't judge women on the way that they look. They do. And so I can either get angry at it and be like, eh, bleh, 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 or I can sack up and put on some mascara. It's not that big of a deal. Or is it? That's the thing. That's the thing I grapple with is. Was my integrity pointless or did that have, like, where is the seed planted in me that says I shouldn't have to look a certain way for people to value my opinions and my judgment? 
But, I, I agree and I don't agree. The thing of all integrity and all principles is they are pointless. The only problem is that emotionally, I feel like I couldn't hang out with my friend. You're so impressive, man. Oh, I couldn't I hang out with my friend. Oh. I couldn't hang out with my friend today because, like, literally, I was like, um, I, I was like, I can't, I can't degrade myself by hanging out with someone that can't even be bothered to send a, hey, come over. Right. Like, and you know what the one thing that I'm upset about with more than anything? It's that I wanted to do comedy. Oh. I'm realizing that. He's he's a musician. He's got mics set up in his apartment. I could have done a proper comedy set. Good and I actually him. wrote one out. Yeah. And I'm just upset that I can't perform now. No, hey, dude, I get it. There was a there was a thing today on, on one of our messages where one of the people who I booked, I de- I'm not booking people. That's the thing is I'm trying to say. I'm not asking people to gather. I'm not trying to get people out of quarantine. So I'm not spreading this around to comics and saying, hey, come over and do a set because I don't want to be illegal and I don't want to ask people to gather. So I've been asking comics who've already been here because they've already taken their lives into their own hands or, you know, whatever. And we're not gathering. There's five people or less, et cetera. But two different people on the show were like, well, I want to give other people a chance so they can take my spot. And I'm like, who forgot that I was booking a show? Like who who suddenly thought that it's a Friday and I'm not I've decided that I want to give my friend a help so I'm not going to perform. You know what? If you're not going to perform in the show, I'll ask someone else. You don't get to take the placement of you don't get to decide. Do you know what I mean? Like I just I was a little bit butthurt cuz I was like, when did my show? When did you get to decide who was on my show? Like I asked you, if you don't want to do it, that's fine, say no. But don't say, "Oh, this other person wants to do it." Or I've told this other person that they should take my place. I'm like, that's not cool. You tell that person to talk to me. And then I, anyway. Yeah, I completely agree. I was, I mean, it happened. And I just thought, and I thought to myself, and because it, it happened with two of the different guys. And I'm like, is it because I'm a woman? Or is it because they're not even thinking of that? I mean, I would never, if I couldn't make someone's show and I said no, I would say, hey, do you want some names? Of pe-? I would never even ask. People know, people who book shows know who they want to book. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they wanted to book the other person, they would have booked the other person. Anyways, I just didn't get it. I'm like, I... Uh, no, I, no, yeah. I completely understand. And you know what, Pam? I do think it has to do with the fact that you're female. I think I think that people don't respect... I, and I hate being like that bitchy, like, oh, people don't respect us. Because, like, I, I'm not a fucking feminist. Right. But that being said... I'm also I'm also picking up on the fact that guys don't respect me and it pisses me off more than anything. Yeah, I I'm get, like, what I am I, chalk liver? Right. It's like, hey, I've got the. It's all good. I just was thinking about it though, and I was like, those are things I would never do. And then when I like wrote back to them like that, people are like, they're like, well, why can't you? And it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm the person that owns the place. This is my building. I'm the one that gets to make the rules. I don't want more than five people in this building. Because that's six feet or not gathering or whatever the whatever laws that I understand that exist, I'm trying to abide by them. And I want to avoid like this idea that people can just it, we're not open to the public. I don't want people thinking like, hey, I can just go over and meet your radio and hang out. No, no, you can't. It's COVID times. <laughs> like I can't. I want to be this like cool, like, I don't care, rules or nothing, I'm a nihilist. But th- the fact is that I I'm the one that's in charge of this building. And if someone did want to bust anything for whatever reason, I'm the one that gets in trouble. So it's like, anyway, I, I just, it's like I'm one responsible. So I'm trying to make this 
I mean, it's a it's a privilege that we are that I get to be here and that at seven o'clock I get to turn up the speakers and that the neighbors who just live here can sort of hang out the windows or they can distance themselves or be on the sidewalk or be in the street or across the street or on the other corner and to have that opportunity to tell jokes to them I think is really exciting and I don't know I'm I'm super stoked for it but I also don't th there's also a part of me that part of the excitement is that I'm nervous because I don't want to get in trouble so anyways that's I my I yeah. no, I understand the whole thing. I wish I was there more than anything else. And then you'd be like, "No, get out! I didn't invite you." <laughs> no, no. Well, that's the thing. I'm not, and I'm not going to tell people. Like, I mean, I am though. I'm going to say, once we get to, I don't want. I never want more than six people in this building because more than six people is a gather. So, six people, and if people don't make the cut, I got to tell them. Like, hey, I'm sorry. I I don't know what to tell you. I, what can I, I, I can't, some, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or put a kibosh on their good time, but then I also don't want to get in trouble because I'm Actually, the one that who's, says. Who's on the show tonight? Um, it's Nathan. It? Um, Nathan, oh. and because he wasn't able to make it last week, but uh, Nathan, Sam, it was supposed to be Warhol and Rachel, but then Warhol said that he didn't have any new material, but I'm like, do you old? Do you not want to perform? What's going on? So, Josh Kahn is gonna perform tonight. So that's the five: me, Nathan, Sam, Rachel, and uh, Josh Kahn. Um, and then, I guess we're gonna read scripts at six. But it's that same thing of like, no, because last week was some somebody just kind of showed up, and I was like, oh, okay. And then there were six people, so I was okay with it. But then he, there's a bottle that is watered down bleach. You were here. You heard the whole thing. Things got crazy. He took a sip of bleach. No, I didn't actually understand Hunter, Hunter store. He drank bleach, right? Well, it was, it's watered down bleach, and he sipped it and then spit it out, thank God. But here's the other thing. It's COVID times. Who drinks random water that's just sitting around? You don't drink someone else's water during COVID times. That is really weird. And uh, on the bottle itself was like a little skull and crossbones, and it says bleach, don't drink. So it's for like you know, the bathroom and all this other stuff. So And I'm trying to run this podcast, and there's chaos and stuff, and, and all of that could have been avoided if people just don't. I, I'm just – so I'm just so scared because now that I finally have something to lose like before it was like I didn't have the money and it was like hey if this place shuts down who cares you know but now now we get to stay open until September because we got enough money for rent from people from begging thank you people we begged for money and they gave it to me you were there at the beginning of the month and I was freaking out and now everything's cool until September which is wonderful but then I don't want to. I knew that would happen. You're, I thank you for having faith. You. I just, one of those things that happens with me is that I um, I have to have a nervous breakdown in order for things to really happen. And so if I didn't freak out, like I wouldn't have in, initiated so much fast action. Um, tears are very effective motivators for other people. Uh, anyway, so I doing that kind of was great and now I have something to lose you know so I'm, I'm afraid now my heart beats because I'm like okay crap it's yeah, it's mine and I get to keep it for the whole summer but I don't I don't want to lose it because I you won't lose it well no just because but the thing is that what happens to me is I can't say no to certain people or I'm learning I have to learn how to say no to people when it involves everyone's safety and my own, and I have to value my own safety and what responsibility that entails. 
I have to value that as well as other people. And so I'm, when they don't understand, I just have to be like, I'm sorry, this is the way it is. But it's, it's so hard for me because I want everyone to like me so much that I oftentimes backpedal on my own boundaries because I, I think, oh, no, they want something else and, and I'm not giving it to them and, and I should be doing whatever I can to facilitate their needs. And then it ends up biting me because I'm trying. Anyways, I'm learning. I'm learning life lessons. Look at me growing. Woo! Anyways. Pam, when I first met you, I thought that you didn't like me. Oh, my. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. I messaged you the last time before I went to San Francisco, and you didn't reply to my messages on, on Facebook. And I thought you were specifically ignoring them or something because I asked like Hunter Uniac and like and Sam. I was like, oh, I want to do shows when I'm there. I mean, I mean, I know Pam does shows. And then and they were like, yeah, I don't know. She always replies to us. And I was like, maybe she only likes guys. Maybe she just hates me. No, no, no. I get I get out of. I I have a lot of irons in the fire that I also have to juggle all the time. And so a lot of things slip through the cracks. Like I just. My brain's only big enough to, like, I don't know. So I apologize. I'm sorry I didn't answer you. Uh, uh, yeah, but we'll no, see. No, it's just interesting how, how your mind works, though. I'm like, I was just, I was convinced of it, though. But I'm like, no, it's. After I'm really cold, though. Um, people have told, when I first meet people, uh, I can, I'm very cold and standoffish because I'm, uh, I don't know why. But I oftentimes, like when I go to a new open mic, a lot of times I just stand back from people and I don't interact. And and I, and I'm not trying to be cold, but I've been told that I, I can, it takes a while for me to warm up to people. Like I, I didn't, the first couple times I met Nathan, I was like, the, this, I didn't, I was not, I didn't know him. My first, my first impressions of people are often, wrong and it takes me a while to to roll it back or I don't know I'm cold and standoffish I'm a cold fish I don't know <laughs> it's something I'm trying to work on is being more open saying yes to people more often and not like a lot of people will try to help me and I'll just immediately go like no because it wasn't my idea and I have I'm learning how not to do that how to be like oh they're trying to be helpful so I can at least acknowledge the impetus that they're giving me trying to be helpful and not just immediately shut down and be like, duh. Lessons. See, I have the thing. I can't say no. I can't say no. The problem for me is that nobody ever asks. Ah. I'm just a girl who can't say no. I'm in a terrible fix. Do you know? It's from a musical. I mean, it's one of my jokes, but it's fucking true. I'm like, I wouldn't know if a guy liked me, and, and I wouldn't know if I liked a guy until after he raped me. Ah, I, d I don't, um, I can't tell if what's going on with people anymore. And when I, uh, I end up over, not overanalyzing is the wrong word. I treasure moments in my head, and it, turns into an objectification thing where I'm no longer that person who they really are isn't really a person anymore because in my head they become something completely different which isn't fair to and it becomes like it isn't fair to them because they're real people and it, it starts creating cognitive dissonance for me because who I think they are and who they really are are different 
<laughs> because I'm an insane person. No, because I um because I I because I think a lot and I fantasize a lot and I, you know, I do a lot of writing and I and I just perseverate about things until they you know, spit up in a creative way. So I think that a lot of people do that to think, I mean, you know this about me. People have demonized me and because they've got cognitive dissonance, they've got a concept of me without ever having actually met me or had a discussion with me. And they're like, that girl's a racist. I'm like, you never even had a discussion with right. me. Right. Well, I mean, people and, and you that. can't, co comedians are not their material. That isn't them as people. We're, as people, we are people. And our material is comes from us and can be a reflection of us, but it isn't. It isn't us. It isn't like you aren't. You're a comedian. You're writing jokes. Like when you talk about rape, you're not being like I'm a rapist or I literally want to be raped. I get it. But if people don't know you, and they hear that, they. I think that that's the problem sometimes with audiences is they they see what they what they see and they go that's that person and it's it's not I'm not my jokes. There's some of the, they they come from my life oftentimes and some of them are true, but a lot of them aren't. So <laughs> it's just it's an act. Oh my god, it's an act. Uh, hey, I I gotta do like three more minutes with you and then I gotta go. So do you have any yeah, new jokes you want to do or anything for the for the peeps? Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, I, um, I was thinking about it lately. I was, I was out with a friend and we were talking and I said this, I was like, man, ha, ha, it's so hard to communicate these days. And I was like, but I, I mean, at least you've got like internet and everything. It'd be so much difficult there if they didn't speak your language. Like imagine how it was for cavemen. Like they couldn't even talk to each other. And then he was like, no, no, but they grunted. Right. <laughs> I was like, I bet that's where a bunch of terms came from though. If you think about it. Like, do you think the cavemen were sitting around in a huddle and that was like the first romance? <laughs> around and, and do you think they were all grunting to each other and they were like, hm, what'd you do last night? And then it was like, I went clubbing. Uh, I clubbed 15 bitches into my man cave. I went clubbing. And, and then, That's funny. And then he's like, you know what? I fucking couldn't club that bitch Sally. She was a hard one to crack. <laughs> she was hard headed. <laughs> Very nice. Caveman. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, cool. Well, thanks for checking in. I'm going to play some Beastie Boys and get ready for this show. I have, uh, I have yet to have comedians show up. I, it, it's unbelievable to me that they're not. I mean, they'll be here. They'll be here. It'll be fine. Everything will be great. And if it doesn't, if they aren't, I'll I'll zoom you back. Or do you have more? You have uh, other zooming open mics tonight that you're doing. No, I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm I'm good. I don't have anything until like nine o'clock. Okay, cool. Well, we'll see if there's no, if if there's no people, I'll probably I'll I'll zoom you back. Hey, everybody, that was Lizzie Stanton giving us a Bye. call out of Vancouver, zooming. Bye, love you, yay! Here we are now back at mutiny radio i'm gonna play some beastie boys it's gonna be a lot of fun and then coming up at seven o'clock
Yes, indeed, it's fun time, fun time.
moving, we be body moving, body moving, a body moving, body moving, we be body moving, body moving, a body moving, body moving, we be body moving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's dedicated to all the ladies in the front, the back, all the older ladies out there. Looking nice, you know who y'all. I need you, booming granny. I said I want you, booming granny. Booming granny, booming granny, booming granny. Good and plenty. Well, it might sound odd, it might sound corny, but here's some sex rhymes for those that are horny for your booming granny with the booming. So you got to listen, see, I'm talking about the way, way that I'm feeling You're so lovely, lazy, and so appealing A sassy, sophisticated, sexy lady Well, I'm 26, and you're 80 The clock is ticking, so you better not run We can go to my place, and we can smoke the run Well, you're a golden girl, just like the author Just turn down the lights so we can go farther Checkout line. You dropped your coupons and you were looking fine. Sophisticated and so mature. I couldn't really care if you're 50 or 74 because I want you and I need you. Hey, baby, granny, you can be my teacher and I could be your pet. Bet. Listen, old lady, I'ma make you sweat. I know I'm younger and you're much older. You look so nice, so much heavy. Mr. White House Chief Strategist in the Trump Administration, 45's main liar, misogynist, racist, homophobe, Steve Bannon man, Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon man, who is he? Oh, he's Steve, Steve Bannon man, he's Steve Bannon man, oh, the most hateful, the most hateful quotes. Right, Bart is a hateful place. I couldn't share with myself. Oh, no. uh. gay rights have made us dumber, and it's time to get back in the closet. Hey, 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 Steve, 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 Banner. Steve, 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 Banner. Like a guard dog. Oh. Hoist it high and proud. The Confederate flag proclaims a glorious heritage. White is right. Oh, white is right. We're pretty racist against lots of things. Oh, Steve, 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 Bannon. Steve, 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 Bannon. Trannies whine about hilarious Bruce Jenner billboard. He's still calling them trannies. Oh, the misogyny, the homophobe, the transphobia. I can't believe it. Birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. I said birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. What? It makes you fat. It makes your voice unsexy. It makes you a slut because it's Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Big, big misogynist. Big, big hater. Oh, oh, oh. What else? White is right. Oh. Steve Far Bannon. Far white right. Oh, oh. Suck it up, Buttercups. Dangerous faggoter returns to colleges in September. I said, suck it up, Buttercups. Suck it up. Suck it up. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. Bannon. Steve oh. Bannon.
business. Hate that Gotta hate the fags, gotta hate the Jews, gotta hate the ladies and all of yous. Suck it up, buttercups. Dangerous faggot tour returns to colleges in September because he's Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Misogyny. Homosexuality. Racism. Uh, he's, he's all of it. He's all of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Why don't you just kill yourself? Mm-hmm. I got a gun right here and off yourself now. The solution to online harassment is simple. Women should just log off. They're screwing up the internet for men by invading every single space my we have man, online man, and ruining it with attention-seeking, needy, demanding, and touchy-feeling form of feminism. Because women belong in the kitchen. Yeah. And no there's no hiring bias against women in tech. They just suck at interviews. Oh, we don't know how to talk. Would you rather have your child have feminism or cancer? What the fuck does that mean? I really want Steve Bannon to get cancer. Yeah, he looks like Steve, he Steve, does. Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Oh. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. World Health Organization report. Tranny's 49 times higher HIV rate. There's that word again. Homophobia is rampant. Did we mention that he's a White House executive? Oh. (laughs) Did we mention he's maybe the second most powerful person in the United States? He's got the codes. Misogyny and racism. Racism and transphobia and homophobia. Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Hey, nice nigga. Woo! We did it again! <laughs> we do it every week. How do we do it? How does it keep happening? It's so amazing. Well, there's uh, there's the old Steve Bannon uh, rap from Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. If you like that. We've got, I'm going to play another one. I'm going to play Women Who Work. Uh, this is the Ivanka one. She, in honor of her wanting to be <laughs> the president someday, because she's, you know, such that's so great. Uh, and then we come back from that. We're gonna. Everything is terrible. Five more things to worry about in 2018. If you weren't worrying enough, oof. Uh, uh, if you weren't worrying enough, here's "Women Who Work" by Ivanka. Dirty, hot, dirty pee and the sheriff coming at ya. Yeah. Coming at Ivanka. ya. Some magic. From Ivanka Trump. Women who work, women who work. She doesn't work, she doesn't work. Women who work, passion is what makes us feel most alive. Women who work, women who work. Don't buy her book, cause it's full of plagiarism. The Trump card, first book. Nothing in that either. Women who work. Women who work. She has some work advice, no matter. 
matter what your age, your background, your education, or your success, we all are granted 168 hours a week. Hours a week. That's math. That's is that a 24 hour daytime seven which equals 168 hours a week? When do you sleep? I got a nanny. When do you sleep? She's got a nanny and a child. Oh, how do you build a world class team? First, you have to find the right people. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Obvious, Captain Obvious. Don't gossip, gossip about women who work. Get the trump card, don't buy her first burke either because she already has too much money. Too much money, don't buy the book to burn it. Go to the library and burn it from there. Burn it all down. Don't realize that while we're waiting for our lives to begin, they have already. And they're made up of all the decisions we make, big and small, conscious or not. Just thank you, Captain Obvious. Women who work. I could make enough as her nanny. She probably pays $38 an hour to a service. That's a lot of money. Maybe, maybe she doesn't pay a service and it's just another Slovenian girl hanging out in her house. Women who work, women who work, nannies work, women who work, women who work. Success is a team sport. Success is a team sport. Trump, Captain of Yes, Captain, so much, you can learn so much from the perspective of others, and it literally costs you nothing, but I'll pay you lots of money to be my nanny, my nanny while I'm at work, I plagiarized and work, I didn't write this novel either, it's probably a ghost writer, or it was me in a room with a tape recorder talking about myself, how cool my life is, my nice husband, my dad, he's really nice, and my nanny. Some of my best photos of the kids were taken by my nanny during the day. And I'm sure in 10 years, I'll convince myself I took them. Because I, I take everyone else's work and make it my own. Plagiarism, women who work. <laughs> we did it again. So there's more uh, of us just being funny. That's... <laughs> So last year, uh, if you're a regular listener to the AltCast, obviously you know that these were in there. Um, we just do these one takes where um, I'd get quotes from the internet and then we'd sing songs, you know, I, like I'm a rapper because I've been reading. Um, I've got one called Tim on Tim. I don't know what that means. It must be just... Tim when he was on Some Call Me Tim and I put it in this hot dirty pee in the chair. Uh, let's listen to Susan Olson and then I will find some more music to play you guys because I don't have a co-host and I'm tired of talking. And um, no one called me up so that's okay. 
but uh, you've been listening to the AltaCast, and I'm going to play some music that I'll enjoy uh, after this last rap from Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff, Susan Olson, the very first one that we recorded on March 1st, 2017. I, I think Trump supporters are funny to me, really. I don't think we should take them off the air all the time. Okay. Okay. Hold on, I'm going to, this is a, this is a rap, rap background. We're going to rap to it. <laughs> we'll get a little bit beat. Hey there, little pussy, let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass, you are, you lying piece of shit. What? Too cowardly to confront me in real life. You do it on Facebook, you're the biggest faggot ass in the world. Biggest uh, pussy, uh, pussy, pussy. Uh, my dick is bigger than yours, which, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Say uh, slowly and painfully. I'm Susan Olsen. Oh, slowly. I'm Susan slowly Olsen. And painfully. They call me Cindy and Brady. My no, name is Susan Olsen and I love Trump today. Oh, 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 Olsen. Uh, oh, Brady. Get it. Brady. Uh, I hope. Uh, sincerely hope you reap all this that you deserve karma wise you pathetic little cunt you are hell is waiting for you enjoy hell is waiting for you enjoy what waiting for you enjoy slowly slowly and painfully my name is susan olsen susan olsen susan olsen susan olsen they call me cindy susan olsen susan olsen Susan Olsen, they call me Cindy Brady. I make America great again. Making America great. What a pathetic little cunt you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. 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 Call me Martin. Enjoy. I'm living in that Martin. Enjoy. Susan Olsen, the biggest cunt, drops off all the floor. All right, that was Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. And uh, we're going to get started with comedy right when our other comedians get here. Enjoy the Beastie Boys. Until then, thanks for tuning in to MutinyRadio.fm. We're going to be doing live comedy on the street. Do not gather, but feel free to listen six feet apart and be safe. Here we go. Listen to some Beastie Boys, and we'll be right back with some comedy. Yay! You missed two classes and no
Check, check. Sound that, check. That one, two. Works. Check, one, two. I have a Russian friend and a check, one, two. Yeah. Check, testing. one, two. Check, testing, one, testing, two. Testing. I have a Russian friend and a check, one, two. Testing, check testing, one, two. testing. Where's my stimulus one, two, check, one, two? Uh, did you get yours yet? No. I did. I'm I waiting got mine to today. be stimulated. I Someone please stimulate me with a check. <laughs> check, 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 one, two. I have a Russian friend and a check, one, two. Yay, it works. The way, a lot of people get jealous. They're talking about me, but, but that's just because they haven't got a thing to say.
Yay. Hey, 21st Street in Florida. We're going to we're going to do some comedy. Hey. Definitely social distancing. Don't gather, but do hang out and listen. Oh, what a cute dog. You must have a rough, rough life. It is so rough for you out here. Look at that cute little dog. Hey, we're going to be doing a comedy on the street corner here right now for War of the People. So I, I, we have to, I can't let more than, there, there can only be, we can't gather. So I can't have more than six people inside. So we have to transfer people because, because there's, no, I know, but there's more people. I mean, people can come in until there's, because it's, we're not gathering. We're not gathering. But we are going to do some comedy on the street. So you can be six feet away from each other. We're not technically open, but we are doing comedy on the street. Hang out. I used to be a cheerleader for God. There is only one God. Andy is the sun God. Ra, ra, ra. See, cheerleader for God. That's real. I was actually, I was actually, well, I can't do it until there's people here for me to, to yell at. Ladies across the street, where are you? Where's our balcony? <laughs> Where's our balcony of ladies? And our and our neighboring and our neighboring people. Well, then maybe I I will wait to get it started because screaming to the void. Cool. Well, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, I'll put music back on until we get more people, or if people come, we'll figure it out.
Time to tell jokes. Do it anyways. Yay! Don't gather, but definitely listen. We're going to do some comedy on the street here. Definitely stay across the street. No, they're going to keep walking. That's okay. That's fine. Hey, you're you're listening. Yay! Definite, you've got super distance. That's amazing. He's all the way over there. Yeah. I used to be a cheerleader for Christ. I was. Give me a K. Hey. Give me an I. I. Give me an L. L. Give me an L. L. Who do the Jews kill? Jesus. Put those nails in my hands. We'll all go to the promised land. Yay. Like at 12 mansions in heaven. Yay. The only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts are really long, which are not sexy and that my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also not sexy. My favorite Bible verse is Leviticus 20.12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I love to be stoned. Also, my ex-father-in-law looks a lot like Barack Obama. He's a good-looking man. You can blame Barack for anything you want. You can blame him for global warming. You can blame him for porcupines, your smelly dick, but you can't blame him for being sexy. Barack was a sexy, sexy man. Uh, Crosser, you guys, were you raised religiously? Were you? I was too. Did you ever do Bible delving? Were you ever super Christian? Did you ever do Bible delving? Do you know what that is? So it's when you go out into the forest where Jesus does all his sorcery and you uh, sit down with a Bible and you close your eyes and you pray. You pray to Jesus and you say, Jesus, show me what you need me to know. Show me what you need me to see. And you run your finger down and you open your eyes. Uh, and mine were always about sodomy. <laughs> I couldn't get out of Leviticus. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. I learned everything I know about being a woman from the Bible, two books, right? Esther and Ruth. Esther saved the entire Jewish people. How? Was she clever? Was she good at puzzles? Great orator? Nay, she had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. <laughs> Her original name was Hadassah, right? Mordecai changed it to Esther. Second book I learned about Ruth in another country her husband dies, she follows her mother-in-law back to a different country. She listens to her mother-in-law and marries the old rich fat dude. Hey, Bible, be hot and marry the rich guy. Yeah, thank you, God. Figured it out. Uh, yeah, I, um, I'm just a regular lady. I just go home at night, uh, lay in my bed, mine the Bible for anti-feminist tropes and finger my butthole. You know what I'm saying? Just like <laughs> hang out doing that. That's cool. Knock, knock. Feminism. 
I can get my own door, thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism. I don't know. Like, a lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah. Which incidentally looks like uh, someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. Yeah, I, 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 like, I only like getting banged from behind in the dark because I'm so embarrassed of it, and I don't know what to do, right? Because I can't, like, shave it. I would be a bloody mess, right? So I'm going to try to... I try to I try to pluck it, <laughs> it doesn't. Why do women have to shave everything anyway, right? Why? Like in 1904, we weren't allowed to flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now if you don't shave from your big toe to your twat like a four-year-old girl, you're a disgusting slut and nobody wants to sleep with you. Gillette, the best a man can get. Right. I, I obviously not. I have so much pubic hair, it's like I'm wearing a hair skirt. Thanks. Hair skirt. Yeah. It's like I've got a kitten in a headlock. Gillette, the best a man can get. Do you hear about the new Gillette razor? It has 17 blades. 17 blades for the closest shave. And the 13th blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower. Because you'll never be good enough! Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. Jamie, I actually, I love having long hair because I got a wild hair up my ass and it sort of crawled around to the front. And uh, when I pulled it off, it felt like the fingers of a delicate stranger. It was, <laughs> I think I need to get laid is what I'm saying, right? My imagination is so vivid, I masturbate to podcasts. <laughs> I used to masturbate to books, but that is more difficult than you think. I was reading Gulliver's Travels, right? Classic book, and I got to that sexy part where he's being tied up on the beach by hundreds of tiny little men, and I thought, what if I was Gulliver, and what if I was being tied up on the beach by hundreds of tiny little men, and what if like three of them got like a little like a little wagon, and they put a strawberry in it, and they like fed it to me, and like maybe 10 to 12 of them got like a Cirque du Soleil thing together, and they did a dildo-y, all right, just... <laughs> Trying to make a rape fetish fantasy look cute. It's a Lilliputian gangbang, everyone. It's the cutest. Thank you. I, I, was, I was listening. I thought I overheard my neighbors having sex. Right? But it was just my cat's play fighting in the other room. Surprisingly not hard to finish. <laughs> I love... My cats, I masturbate with my cats all the time. Not like with my cats, but like next to my cats. Like my cat is masturbating and then I am. And then he sometimes he takes his paw and puts it on my lower back so I can feel love. Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? So soft. And this little kitty crayon will come out, you know, and a little, a little bead of wetness will go to the end of his kitty crayon and then lands on my bedspread. Do you know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It doesn't smell like anything. He's fixed. It has no smell. It's just clear liquid. It's no problem. Don't worry about it. You're, it's fine. So uh, COVID's a weird time to have an eating disorder. <laughs> right? uh, I can't afford to be bulimic. I mean, that's a rich girl's disease. Right? Five times. Consuming five times the food might be great for the economy. But I can't do that without a paycheck. <laughs> can't afford it. Hey, yeah. 
Wave to your friend on the... <laughs> so COVID's the perfect time for anorexia, right? Like, give me an excuse to not eat. Oh, the lines are so long. And, oh, I, I'm not allowed to leave the house. And this mask makes me look so fat. <laughs> so I, I'm eating about half the calories. But that's not a problem because I'm on food stamps. So that's about the amount of money they give me anyway. COVID's been amazing for my self-esteem. I was at San Francisco 6. I'm a COVID 10. <laughs> right, like I've been getting so many compliments. You've been living a long time to look 22. Oh, thank you. Girl, you're walking like you got someplace to live. And my favorite one was today. A man said, you look like you know something. And I said, you got me. That's it. I've always wanted a man to think I was smart. But now where are we going to fuck? <laughs> are women in porn real stepmoms or just really good actresses? Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. And my last joke, knock, knock. Jesus. I know, did that guy exist or what? Jesus who? Is he an allegory? Is he real? I started with God. I ended with God. Alpha and Omega. There it is. The people aren't, the people aren't out today like they were last week. So there, uh, that, was, that was me. I'm Pam Benjamin. That was comedy. Yay. Yay. Hey, we're doing a distanced comedy. Hang out across the street and... Listen to the dulcet tones of our comedic voices lulling you into a dystopian wonderland. Yes. Uh, our next comic, I, I don't know who it's going to be. Rachel? Josh? It's going to be Josh. You, you, got your you, can smoke, you can smoke and be on stage at the same time. Hey, everybody doesn't have a guitar with him, but yeah, he's, he's a hilarious guy. He writes great songs. He also tells amazing jokes. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Josh Kahn, yay! Thank you, Pam. The more we get together, 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 the more we get together, the more COVID-19. <laughs> and my germs are your germs, and your germs are my germs. A San Francisco sheriff just drove by. It's a good thing that we don't gather. We're definitely not doing that. That would be highly illicit, and I don't know anybody that does anything that's against the rules. I don't think they do, man. So I took my entire stimulus check and I invested it in a kissing booth for seniors. So I'm not doing super well. In addition to my stimulus check, they sent me a stimulant check. So I just filled it out, thinking that maybe I would like double my benefits, but nothing happened. Just the government now knows that I do blow. So don't like volunteer your information. I don't know why everyone's freaking out about not being able to get tested for COVID. I got tested for COVID. I went online and got an online COVID test. I filled out all the questions. It turns out I have an IQ of 85, but, I, but I'm negative for COVID. Hey, buddy, drive like your drug dealer lives here. <laughs> All right. You're saving the environment. Keep, keep, like, keep.
keep thinking that. Humanity flip-flops on everything. It was like, GMO foods are going to save the planet. It's going to save all those starving children. And then a few years later, it's like, no, don't do GMO foods. They're terrible. You're going to grow boobs on your back. Don't do it. And they were like, oh, no, watch out for the African killer bees. There's going to be tons of African killer bees. And then a few years later, they were like, hey, where'd all the bees go? We really need the bees back. I'm like, make up your mind, community. You want the bees or don't you? Like, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Am I right? They flip-flopped on bags, too. They were like, bring your bags to the store. You're just saving the planet. And now they're like, oh, fuck, don't bring your bags to the store anymore. You're, you're going to be in trouble. You're, you're, you're killing the planet. Make up your mind. I think the worst thing about coronavirus is, like, how many syllables it is. That's why everyone is fatigued. They don't, they're not sick. They're just tired of saying, it's like seven syllables long. They're just trying to tire my ass out. Like, whatever happened to, like, I like really concise diseases, you know, like plague, one syllable, right? AIDS, just boom. It just, the disease itself is not good, but saying it is just really quick. So I want a petition for them to shorten the name of it to something and make it something fun. My girlfriend, though, is everyone at her work is, they're making, the work is making her getting tested, everybody there for COVID. And she was like, honey, if I test positive for it, like, will you still have sex with me? And I was like, if the test comes back negative, I will definitely still have sex with you. If it comes back positive, only in the butt. Because that, that way I won't catch it. I love my girlfriend. Thank God she's not here. I love my girlfriend. Um, I, didn't, I met my girlfriend the old-fashioned way. I know most people these days meet their girlfriends on... Uh, Plenty of fish and Bumble and Tinder. I met my girlfriend the old-fashioned way. Craigslist. I caught my girlfriend poking holes in my condoms. So I to get revenge, I just grind up some Plan B and put it in her cereal every couple of days. That seems to work pretty fine. Not a single fetus has come to greet us. It was just, that's poetry. I'm just... I was a poet and I didn't even was aware of it at that time that I said the rhymey thing part. Okay, all right. <laughs> Here's an Easter joke for you guys. Um, I guess archaeologists are now, hey, buddy, what's up, man? We're doing comedy on the corner. Hey, hey man, how are you? Get some shopping done? Important items? That's cool. We're supposed to be on worker strike the other day, though, for, for, the, for, for real. Not, no derision here, but just what I'm saying. Respect your work. No, yeah, don't know. Fuck the workers. Who cares? They're not essential. Oh. Um. So for Easter, archaeologists were coming out with this uh, this new article that theorizes that Judas Iscariot, he did not hang himself because he was guilty about diming Jesus to the Romans. Okay. They're thinking that they Our archaeologists are now saying that Judas Iscariot. He was just really into autoerotic asphyxiation. That's what that was about. But he didn't have one of the apostles as a spotter. He used the pig as a spotter, which is why kosher. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting article. It was on CNN. You're welcome. I was driving across the Bay Bridge to get here. And um, I guess I guess the COVID's really getting to people because there was a guy sitting on the edge of the bridge with his feet dangling off. And the cops hadn't got there yet, but there was just, like, regular people around trying to be supportive. And I was like, man, I want to be supportive, too. But I didn't want to stop the car. 
So I just rolled down my window and I was like, let's go, Oakland. Just to be like, thank you for jumping off of the Bay Bridge instead of the Golden Gate Bridge. Like everybody jumps off the Golden Gate Bridge. Like that shit is so mainstream. It's so mainstream to jump off the Golden Gate. And you know, yeah, exactly. They're not worried about people like they made the Richmond Bridge a footbridge recently. Did you know this? Now you can walk over the foot. They're not worried about anybody. They're not worried about anybody jumping off of the Richmond Bridge though, because Richmond is like the Oakland of Oakland, even less. But yeah, like if you live in Richmond, like you're already facing your fears every single day when you step out the front door. Like you don't need to go all the way to a bridge to get it done, for sure, for sure. I can't. I I I've been forbidden um, for saying Kobe jokes by the NBA. Thank you. I don't know. They just wrote me a cease and desist. My lawyer told me I had to take it really seriously. Others they're gonna tase me. Yeah. So girls on like uh, internet dating sites, I always like I really applaud their honesty because a lot of them will come like the first message they say like, hey, I'm like I'm HSVS two positive like right away i just want to be transparent and say that and i'm like that's really cool that you're just you know it's not a big deal and this is, there's no stigma and so i tell them you know my like dirty secrets i'm like i have type 2 dad bod <laughs> that's where I, I wasn't born with this i wasn't born with the dad bod i gave it to myself like you know <laughs> anyway i'm working on a cure um thank you yes uh, my girlfriend is so white. She got her 23 and me back and it was just a blank sheet of white paper. I can like see through her at night. If she sits up in bed and the lights are off, I can tell through her body if it's Hulu or Netflix. She is basically made of glass. I love her though. I found out that me and my, uh, yeah, me and my girlfriend, we don't Netflix and chill anymore. We eat checks, mix and pay bills. That's our new thing. It's hot, dude. It's super hot. He's like, I heard this guy in the city got his Tesla key implanted in his wrist so that he'd never lose it. But I'm from the East Bay, so I got my food stamps card implanted in my wrist so I'd never lose it. No, even if I had the money, I wouldn't drive a Tesla because I don't trust AI. I don't trust AI, you know, I don't trust AI. Indigenous peoples didn't trust AI either, right? The Native Americans even had that song about it, right? A-I-I-I-A-I-I-I-I. No? It's okay, I had my reservations about that joke. Thank you, thank you. Brought it back around. Yeah, it's okay. I felt like everybody wasn't digging on the suicide jokes, like that was like too depressing, but uh, you know. I just wanted to let people know that like all comedians right now are closer to hanging themselves than they are to being Robin Williams. That's a fact. <laughs> Somebody tried to have me 5150 at work and it was not like I barely even said anything. All I said for this person to 5150 me was I was going to put a bullet in my head. And I they called me in the office and I said I didn't I was just going to put the bullet under my tongue gently <laughs> or like in my ear. Like, I didn't say how fast I was gonna put it there, like not like hundreds of miles an hour, right? That, that's, that's just suicide, that's what that is. That's, that's crazy. Um, I'm opening up a chain of vape stores, I've decided, like there's big money in, like vape's essential, right? So I'm gonna open up vape stores during the pandemic. Uh, 
but we're not just going to sell vapes. We're going to sell vape stuff, and we're going to sell, like, R&B records. At the same time, it's going to be called I Heard It Through the Vape Vine. We'll maybe do, like, a vape store bookstore. We'll call it The Vapes of Wrath. No, but I think I think the real money in vapes is for selling to kids. So I'm going to make a vape store that only sells to children. It's going to be called Statutory Vape. Listen, everybody who shopped there wanted to shop there. I have an uncle that violated me, Uncle Sam. Uh, it's a tax time joke, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. I'm actually not a comedian. I'm studying to be a method actor because I got an audition to be in the Joker prequel that they're doing. I'm going to play Joaquin Phoenix's dad. The movie's called Dad Joker. Yeah, I know. That's pretty terrible. But I am a dad. I have a kid. Uh, I had a kid really young. And now all my friends. He's old. He's almost an adult. And my friends, yeah, man. Drive Dyke, your drug dealer lives here. Dude, bump, I always think it's so funny when somebody's like bumping it in a Prius. I'm like, it, does, it doesn't matter how good the song is. Like, no one's going to think you're cool, man. Just no, but it's not possible. The coolest song you could rock with the best system, and we all still know that you masturbate like three times a day. I don't know. Just just ad lib masturbation joke when you're not like sure what to do. I'm a little teapot. No, 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 no. My grandpa's half teapot, so I'm I'm just a little. That's what I mean by dad joker. It's okay. I'm sorry. I know I've been bouncing around a lot while I've been saying this stuff. It's because I have ADHD HD, which is, which is, yeah, it's ADHD in 5K, ADHD in, in high definition. Like, your TV is not even compatible with how hyper that I am. I know you can't tell. Um, anyway. Hey, guys across the street, I poured all my stimulus check into a kissing booth for seniors. What do you think about that? Yeah. You want to invest? You want to invest? You want to invest in my uh, uh, my new company? I'm doing cannabis-infused toilet paper. Cannabis teepee cures your nausea from the bottom up. You want to invest? You want to invest? Don't invest. Just donate to mutinyradio.fm because that's how we do. That's how we do. Hey. Okay. Um, hey, and so the real tragedy of this year is not all this pandemic crap. It's the fact that um, the lead singer from Sum 41 is quitting some 41 Derek Wibley is his name and it's because in April he turned 41 so now the singer is no longer going to be in some 41 he's just going to be some 41 year old guy thank you thank you sir okay well and lastly I'm going to start up a band that is like an anti-sexist band because I'm tired of all these bands like there's like a female version of ACDC and a female version of Kiss the Tour and I'm like that's that's hella sexist right so I'm going to start an all-man version of a girl band it's going to be an all-male tribute band to the Cranberries it's going to be called the Manberries What's in your head, in your head, zombie? Hey, I wish that the coronavirus caused, caused zombieism, everybody. I'm Josh Kahn. Give it up for uh, Mutiny Radio. Please donate, mutinyradio.fm. Josh Kahn, everyone. Yay. Yeah, you're talking about the dad bod. 
Yeah, I'm a I'm a San Francisco six, but I'm a COVID ten. This has been amazing for my self esteem. Guys are talking to me on the street in the tenderloin. I'm like, I look cute, right? Walked by a guy said, you look like you know something. I was like, you got me. You understand me finally. I've always wanted to be seen as smart. Where can we fuck? <laughs> you got me. Your next comedian, she's such a funny lady. Clap your hands together. It's Rachel Pinson. Excuse me, people on the street. If you would just, if I could just please not have any of your attention. Nothing I'm saying is important or relevant. I just happen to be talking into a microphone. This is not an announcement. Please, if you could just excuse me and don't pay attention to anything I'm saying, this is not an announcement. Please, if I could just please not have your attention. I don't want any of your attention. This is not an announcement. All right, everyone, if I could please have your attention. If I could please now have your attention. Now I'm going to say something relevant. I need you all to know. Cereal is soup. Cereal is soup. You can't convince me otherwise. AIDS is not helpful. <laughs> I got invited to a dinner party once, but it wasn't a dinner party. It was a Donner party. I mean, I wasn't going to stay, but there was still free food. There was still free food, so I stayed. Growing up, I thought my family was really religious because they would take me to church once a week. Started with a prayer. It was the serenity prayer. Those were Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. Like, we were religious. And I thought that the term adult was just, alcoholic was a synonym for adult because every adult I knew would stand up there and be like, hi, I'm Jim, I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Jim. Turns out I was right, it is. It is a synonym for adult. You guys hear about the war on drugs? I know a few casualties. I lost a few good men to the war on drugs. Like. George, Andrew, a couple Benjamins, a whole Jackson 5 one night. Oh, sucks, man. Oh, I'm from Ohio. Yeah? I'll, okay. <laughs> Did you know that the opiate crisis is really bad in Ohio? What do you know about Ohio? Nothing? nothing. And you know nothing about me, and that's how you can tell. Okay, cool, I'll tell you. Do you guys know the show Intervention? Yay! Where they like follow a drug addict around and they're like, you're ruining your life and you're ruining all of our lives and we want to get you help. And they send them to rehab. They came to my hometown once and I'm like looking around at all these junkies. I'm like, they're going to have to do the whole town. Like the whole town is fucked. And they did. They came, they did the whole town. They called it Hillbilly Heroin and they didn't do a single intervention. Not one person was helped. But... We were like, who are we going to know on the show, right? It's a small town. It showed a dilapidated building and my sister's backyard. Her dog was in it. My nieces get so excited. They're like, oh, my God, Rufus is famous. <laughs> Man, what a shitty thing to be famous for, you know? But what an even shittier way to find out that your sister's dog's been on drugs. 
Let's get Rufus some help. Yeah, so I, I grew up in Ohio. I'm, I'm talking to you, man. <laughs> like, you seem to be interested. No, not you. No, him. him. <laughs> a little bit. I was raised by lesbian parents. How about you? Yeah? You were too? Okay, cool. Um, growing up, though, in the Midwest, people were like, two moms? That's weird. Was it rough? Like, no, it wasn't weird until you asked me that question. Now I live in the Bay Area. It's a different concern. People are like, oh, my God, the Midwest. That's weird. Was it rough? <laughs> yeah. It was. It was really weird. We didn't even have an ocean. We just had a lake that you can set on fire. <laughs> that that doesn't even count as water, man. It doesn't. Oh, man. I think a lot of us struggle with body image, right? We all have these insecurities. I'll tell you what mine are right now. Like, why not? You know, we're close. I'm really getting to know this guy. <clears throat> like, I'm not thin enough to be conventionally hot, but I'm also not fat enough to be fetishized for how fat I am yet. Like, I can't do BBW porn, but, like, I'm working on it, you know? Like, one cheeseburger at a time. <laughs> I just, like, constantly get mistaken for being pregnant. Does that happen to you? I know, it's super relatable. But you know what? It's 2020, and we're into body positivity or some shit like that, right? <laughs> so instead of being, like, down on yourself or negative or dieting and exercising, I figure I could just use this to my advantage, right? So when I'm waiting for the BART and I see it's full of people, I just kind of, like, waddle on there with my hand on my belly button, this look on my face like I'm holding in a fart. Like, maybe someone will notice. Like, man, would you like to sit down? Like, wow, priority seating. That's so kind of you. You have a cane and everything. And then they'll start asking me questions like, Hey, how far along are you? Yeah, just like two more stops. <laughs> two more stops and I'm home, baby. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got this dress uh, in the maternity section, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Comedy on the street. Are you guys ready for more non-announcements? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I have any, actually. Do the white trash. <laughs> I grew up super white trash. Anyone else? It's like I didn't know that about myself till other people pointed out. Like I, I went to college and my roommates were like, you want to go thrifting? I'm like, you mean back to school shopping? Because I already did that. You know, like I got a full outfit already. You only need two, right? You just switch. In between. Anyway, I dated this Asian guy. I think he kind of fetishized me for being like white trash a little bit. Because he asked me, like, can you say something to me, but, like, in a country accent? Okay. That's weird, but I'll try. I'm 13 years old. Don't tell me how to raise my baby. <laughs> Mama didn't pay the water bill, but that's okay, because we got Mountain Dew on our grub stubs. <laughs> I want you to kiss me wildly and passionately, like my cousin did when he wanted one of my oxies. <laughs> you know, because I'm a romantic. I don't know why it didn't work. Like, we quit drinking together, so I just started drinking alone. I thought that was a good compromise, you know? But he was super clingy, and it's like COVID time, so I'm like, dude, stay six feet or 100 yards, because the court said 100 yards, but six feet at least, you know? Oh. I used to date a bunch of losers to try to disappoint my pants, but then I realized that I am a strong, independent disappointment to my parents and I don't need a man to help me with that you know I'm a feminist I had to turn a guy down the other day that wanted to date me and that's really hard it's really hard for one to do it's like especially turning down 
a white guy because I don't want to be responsible for the next mass shooting, you know? <laughs> it's putting a lot of pressure on me. I had to turn a guy down the other day and like, I don't want to sound prejudiced. Like he wasn't white, but he told me he wanted to be a cop. I can't date somebody like that, man. My parents never raised me to be a, a cop lover. Like I would never bring a snitch home to Thanksgiving, you know? And I like NWA just as much as the next white lady on a microphone on the corner of Mutiny Radio, but I'm tired of people telling me to fuck the police, man. You know why? Because that's how you make more police. You fuck them and they multiply. That's how reproduction works. <laughs> that's how it works. I'm actually really into nerdy guys, but that's hard because I'm like an extrovert with tits. That's nerd kryptonite. I can't get them to look at me or talk to me. And when they do talk to me, it's online. And they say really cute things like, hey, um, you spelled misogyny wrong, you dumb bitch. <sighs> Be still my heart. All right. Thanks for not listening, guys. And for listening. Yay! Rachel Pinson, everyone. Hooray. She was talking about stopping drinking i i had to i had to stop drinking a little while back i fell on my face and i i had to get 15 stitches in my face so i decided to be sober for a while but the exciting thing was that when they sewed up my face they took out this one wrinkle and sort of gave me a, a brow lift right so i had a medical facelift it was amazing it was amazing. Next time I want a, a fall on my chest, you know, so I can get a medical boob job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'll be free and awesome. All right, your next comedian. I'm super excited to bring him up. Hi, we're doing comedy on the street. You should park and listen. Uh, your next comedian, he's super funny. Put your hands together for Sam Carroll. Yay! Well, I hope you guys laugh. Except you. I don't want you to laugh. My mom's getting old. My mom's getting old. She sat me and my sister down the other day. She said, before I die, I'd like it if you make grandchildren. I said, Mom, uh, well, statistically, if we did that, uh, the baby would probably, probably come out a little fucked up, a little mentally challenged. My sister chimed in, you know, she said, Brother, we can't make child now. Not in these times. talking with my mass shooter friend the other day. He got away with it. You guys don't know him. And uh, we're just shooting the breeze. Good. Fuck it. Went to, a, uh, went to a pool with my buddy the other day. And he said to me, whatever you do, don't diarrhea in the pool. They put a chemical in it that turns the water brown. Oh, good to know. Say, so what about the hot tub? Is that all right? He goes, no, they put a chemical in it that gives you Ebola. That makes sense. I, uh, I pooped in the pool when I was younger, but I was smart about it. I got away with it because I waited till someone jumped in right near me. So what I did is I pretended to drown and then blamed it on the lifeguard. I think if you relieve yourself in liquid, there's a ranking to it. I think it's ocean, lake, pond, river, pool, then hot tub, uh, then Gatorade bottle. I got one more shit joke. I've already, I'm already too past the max, but we're outside. I just feel like it's a little easier. 
You know, some people are uh, back to front wipers, which is weird. Most people are front to back wipers. But I've never met anyone who's side to side. Any distinction between left and right? Does it matter? You're disgusting. Do you guys think suicide hotline workers get paid on commission? I don't know. I, uh, I lost my job, and I, I was pretty depressed about it. So I called up the suicide hotline. They said, how can I help you? I said, are you hiring? So I got the job. Day one, first guy calls me. He goes, I'm suicidal. I said, hi, suicidal, I'm Sam. Thought it would keep it light. So I started to get paid on commission. I had that conversation with my boss. I thought it would incentivize my performance. So I was talking to one guy. He was saying, I want to kill myself. I said, hold off. Give me till the end of the month. I'll cut you in. <laughs> Being a kid was weird. The world was really small to me as a, as a child. I remember driving by at TGI Fridays on a Wednesday and seeing cars in the lot. I thought, that's not allowed. You think the employees at TGI Fridays who work the weekends get the same experience? I thought there was only one day a week you could go there, and you had to be religious, too. To give thanks for the day. God made the day. I wonder if, I wonder if TGI Fridays was mad when, when Thanksgiving didn't choose their day. I remember the first time I was a little boy, and I thought I was gay. I was at my Nana's house. And you guys know what being at your Nana's house when you're nine years old is like, right? You're, you're horny. You're horny as shit for some reason. She's got the pajamas at her house that are fuzzier than all the ones at your house. She thinks you're watching a Disney movie. Your dick's just doing a choreographed dance with the middle seam. All right, so fast forward two hours. I'm in the bathtub. I got my legs in the air and the faucet's hitting the tip of my penis. I don't know why this feels good, but it does. And I orgasm. I bring myself to completion. I don't know what I don't know if you know what having an orgasm is like when you're 9 years old, but imagine a cruise ship striking land like a small Italian port town and 10 seconds later it's still going inland and it's vibrating. It's vibing. It's literally vibing. And all the people on board are like, I want to get off! But they can't, because you're nine. And they're also refugees, because we're, we're, we're in Italy here. You will go home! You guys remember that? Italian refugee crisis? That's what I'm going to end on, I think. I think that's a good one to end on. Thank you, guys. Oh. Sam Carroll, everyone. Yay. Oh, well, they have seats now. This is very exciting. Hi, everybody. This is great. Uh, you guys are, you're in for a, for a treat with your last comic here. Yeah, it's you over there. It's very exciting. Uh, he, he's a really fun guy. Thank you guys so much for hanging out because it's crazy being a stand-up comedian and not having an audience. So having you guys here is really, really meaningful. And thank you for eating your delicious foods and hanging out. Uh, you should be super. You should be super excited for your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Nathan Lowe! Yay!
Sam, can I get one of those uh, beers? No. Yes, please. I need no lube. No alcohol. Throat lube me, please. Hold on one second, guys. Can you get one more clap to get Sam to bring me a beer? Could you just bring Daddy a beer real quick? Lay on the ground. I'll piss in your mouth. <sighs> Maybe later, but for now, just the just the beer. How are you guys? You good? No, this is nice. Chilly comedy. This is my first time like in front of like a real audience. People have tried to do like Zoom stows and stuff like that. Have you ever tried to do crowd work for just like screens? And they're like. <laughs> You have no idea what's funny and what's not. I'm just in my house, like multiple personalities, talking to myself. It's like, what even is funny anymore? Everyone's at home, bored, trying to better themselves. You guys been bettering yourselves? No, you fucking haven't. You haven't cooked shit. Look at you. You didn't even you didn't even open Pinterest this month, did you? Not a chance. You're bored. You think you're gonna do things like I'm gonna better myself. I'm gonna do the right thing, and then. You just don't. I was so bored the other day, I, I pinched a shit off halfway through just so I could have something to do. Like the next hour. <laughs> just to have something somewhat kind of... <laughs> that's my first shit joke. I've never told shit jokes before. Sam's been convincing me to do them. I was weird. I was by myself for the whole time. I had three roommates, but they all fled. So I've just been the only human, like the only living thing in my apartment was a fish. Have you ever tried to bond with something that don't got no eyebrows? It's... <laughs> It's fucking bananas, man. It's like swims up to the glass a little bit. I felt like fucking Aquaman. It was cool. Because you have to talk to like certain groups in this quarantine. You have your friend groups. You can Zoom with them. Then you like there's the weird conversations that you probably are having like if you try to talk to your parents. Because they don't know how to handle this. They're panicking too. It's like, hey, how are you doing? They're trying to sound casual. Oh, well, you know, we're just making green beans. And uh, where, where do you think your life's uh, going? What are you doing with that? What are your goals? How would you like to come out of this on top? Either that or you're just talking to ex-girlfriends who like are trying to make it work. <laughs> like broke up a couple years ago. I think he was the one. I'm like, I came in your eye and called you a cab. I took money out of your purse. I was a bad person the whole time. I don't even text back people I like. It's a really big problem. You can't so you can't do that. You can't start new relationships either, because that's just fucking chaos through a text box. What do you what's your favorite position? It's different for girl, like a girl and guy. Have you had that? Have you ever had that conversation? Did y'all have that conversation when y'all started sitting in lawn chairs together? You're just like, uh, you know. So what do you, uh, what are you, what are you, in, what are you into? What's your, what's your thing? And she didn't have a weird one. She was like, I want you to call me by my aunt's name and choke me a little bit. Like it was probably much more tame. But like when you ask a man, like if a girl asks a guy, like, what's your favorite position? You're not gonna tell her your real favorite position. For most guys, if you're like me, it's like this is where I can last the longest. I feel comfortable here. This is good. I'm lying down on my side, not a lot of effort, kind of like a Jane Fonda <laughs> kind of thing. But a girl will tell you the real thing. She'll be like, this is where I like get off. Because you can't do that. Like a girl, if you tell her the real one, she'll go straight to it and just go, oh, can't, can't deal with that. So you can't start new relationships either. Because then you have to do like a Corona, like a Tinder Corona date. <laughs> Show up wearing your nice clothes. Like we're just going to touch elbows. Do you remember when we called these weenuses? <laughs> when you're a kid in high school, it's all dude to touch my weenus. Let's touch each other's weenuses. That's all we got now. We're weenusing each other like 80s fucking aliens. Some weird. <laughs> but it's weird. You're trying to find fulfillment. You're trying to figure out like, what are my hobbies? What do I want to do? I should journal. People care. People care what I'm thinking. Definitely do. I'm gonna journal. I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna be fulfilled. 